Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. Today's episode is going to be beyond interesting and our guest is even more interesting. Everybody, please welcome Ben Fisher. He is an entrepreneur mastermind and through his experience, he's built multiple tools to help e-commerce brand owners do things for themselves. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Flowium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Flowium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey everyone, Vera and Elisa here and a very exciting, exciting guest. Welcome to Flowium Podcast. We are email marketers at an email marketing agency called Flowium and we are super, super passionate about what we do about email marketing and because we love what we do, we love sharing our insights with you. Flowium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world and we specialize in providing premium, full service e-commerce email marketing to our clients. Our uh, service is tailored specifically for your e-commerce business, and they are designed to help you increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50%, five zero. And we believe in delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment. If you guys like what we do, please leave us a review. That would help a lot <laughs> with what we do, and we'll just keep creating this awesome content for you. And um, now, Alisa, take it from here. Please introduce our guest. I'm really excited about this uh, yeah, podcast today. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because we just had an awesome chat with him right before we got started. I was like, okay, we don't need to record the podcast. We have all the yeah, info we need. We know it all now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important that we share that stuff with you guys. Start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot. Our step-by-step -step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50% to your revenue. Check it out at flowing.com slash LC. So the headline for our guest's LinkedIn profile is I help seven figure e-commerce stores bend Shopify to their will. Not and, bad, not bad. <laughs> yeah, it should tell you all that today's episode is going to be beyond interesting and our guest is even more interesting. Everybody, please welcome Ben Fisher. He is an entrepreneur mastermind that really understands on the next level what it actually takes to grow an e-commerce brand. Ben has pretty much done it all from the technologies used, the platforms that facilitate things and the growth strategies necessary for businesses to thrive. And through his experience, he's built multiple tools to help e-commerce brand owners do things for themselves. Two particular tools that we'll mention today. The first is Carthook, which is a customizable e-commerce checkout system that actually enables online retailers to build optimized checkout funnels with the world's first one-page checkout with one-click post-purchase upsells. Carthook actually very quickly became one of the most trusted and successful applications around the world, specifically utilized through Shopify. And I know I just said a bunch of stuff. Simply put, what Carthook really focused on was 
how to acquire the customer. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of that part of the funnel that cart hook was really useful for. The other tool is actually the main one we'll be focusing on today's podcast, which is called One Click Pony. The pony, as Ben has been referring to it today, actually (laughs) helps seven-figure Shopify D2C retailers 10-time their repeat purchase revenue with one click. So again, simply put, The Pony focuses on how to get those customers to repurchase, which is what we really want to kind of drive home for you guys today is providing a tool on how to create that repurchasing kind of behavior through your customers, which is all super cool stuff. We're very, very excited to share everything. But before we dive into it, Ben, please tell everyone hello. Hey, Internet. (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm looking at, so we typically record these podcasts on Zoom, and I'm looking at Ben's picture, and it's him, and I presume his little dog. So very cute, and also very comical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's become become a bit of my, I guess, my my personality motif. Uh, or motif, rather. <laughs> I think she's on your LinkedIn picture as well, right? Yeah, no. I, I thought, I thought she's just so photogenic. And it's it funny is. now because I have a beard. So it's like kind of like you have the, the hair for my for my, my chin down to like the hairy, furry. <laughs> that is so funny. Person yeah. below it. So. It's, it all yeah. meshes in. They they always say that uh, dogs tend to look like their owners, right? So yeah. Well, no, it, the beard she's, she's, not, she's not bald. So they <laughs> no, do not well, look totally. the same. No. <laughs> she balances so that's, it out. That's the difference. She balances yeah. it out. Yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ben, we no. usually start with this quick blitz Q&A questions just like to get to know you better. Yep. And I guess my first question doesn't even make sense anymore. Are you a dog person or a cat person? I've had both, but oh, uh, okay. these days I am a full-blown doggy, doggy lover, but I do love cats. I had a cat named Furball oh. when I was growing up. Cute. That's really cute. 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 You're really good with names. Furball, Ponylings. I, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward pony. to hear why, why you why you called the company the Ponyling. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, New York or LA? Both. <laughs> I, I, I winter in LA. Oh. Um, at least when I was younger. And then I, but I love New York City. I've been here for the last... I think 12 to 14 years. Wow. But, you know, there's something there's something awesome about the beach. Yep. Yep. I yep. know. I can I can confirm it. I live in Vancouver. We have ocean and mountains and yeah, I can't get enough. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh Shopify or WooCommerce? Shopify. So that lar- no, largely out of just experience professional experience, but Yeah, yep. I was going to say your pal, your pal who uh right who created WooCommerce. He's not going to be happy to hear yeah, that. <laughs> I just realized that actually, oh, although Adi is also don't building. Don't send him this link. <laughs> <laughs> don't let <Yeah>. him listen. <laughs> no, hey, I, I love I love WordPress. My background's as a PHP developer. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I have a lot of love for, for WordPress there we uh, go. and WooCommerce. But the, the truth is I've had very, I haven't done a whole lot of e-commerce with, with WooCommerce. Mm-hmm. It's mostly been the Shopify world. So um, got it. Okay. Forgive me, Eddie. I love you. <laughs> Clubhouse or TikTok? TikTok. TikTok. Do you have a TikTok account? I mean, do, do you make those dancing videos? You know, just for watching. Yeah, just, just watching, watching celebrities dance around with your pop. Uh, so you are not a you are not a dancer yourself. <laughs> I haven't I yet. I'm sure I could probably come up with something with 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 our dog though. Uh, oh, yeah. She's very oh, yeah. entertaining. We, we, she was talking hilarious. to herself in a mirror the other day. No uh, way. She was like barking at herself and so Rebecca and my fiance and I were like, what is she doing? <laughs> um, 
So okay, I have like three more quick questions. Um, so who would play you in the movie if there was a movie about you? Jason Statham. I I knew that you were gonna say that. Wow, you were that's a great like, answer. Vibes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I've been asked a few times, and one time I randomly said Jason Statham, and the, I will say the reaction was, "Oh my goodness, that's so right." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, he's <laughs> stuck yeah. with it. He's great. He's great. Yeah. He's very great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three things that excite you. Three random uh, things that excite you. Freestyle rapping. Uh, wow! No yeah. way! Are you serious? Yeah, yeah I was in. <laughs> yes, I've. I was in a group. It, it's a longer story. But, Stop. Um, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I used to. I even once freestyle rapped in the voice of Kermit the Frog at a uh, at a Laracon <laughs> event. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm easy freaking being out. Green. Yeah. <laughs> um so I I love I love hip hop. I love I love freestyle rapping. I can't say I'm any good at it, but I just enjoy it. And um it's creative. That I like to think so of actually awesome. a lot of the tech stuff I do. It's like hip hop for tech, wow. which goes back to I guess what you were saying around like branding and stuff. I just I love coming up with words and I love coming up playing around with phrases and stuff and so I'm sure that was more more details than you were asking but um, I think we should name our episode. It's not easy to be green. <laughs> I like it. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> and the way you said it, perfect. Yeah. It's not easy. Um, <laughs> okay, but two more things. I owe you two more things. I love photography and so uh, and everything how that's changed is really interesting to me and then. Of course, we'll call it uh, e-commerce. Is I love it. Actually, that's that, 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 that's a we'll call that that's a weak one to say because that kind of goes without saying. So what I'll say instead is systems. I am a huge systems person. Like I've I've eaten the same thing every day for about the last seven years. Wow. Um, and like I hired a nutritionist who put together the macros. Like I tend to have a at least in my personal life, I tend to systemize a lot of stuff and then cool. i hire experts to help me get the results that i want and then mm -hmm. i just kind of turn off my brain and implement it and just we had, you know the feedback loop is really important to me yeah. and so that's awesome that's probably one of my weirder idiosyncrasies interesting that's very, very cool though very cool <laughs> and the last question very random and don't ask us why but socks or mattress socks yeah, I know. or mattress yeah. yes mattress <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. The way to go. I would always choose socks. I don't know why. The last the last two people we spoke with chose mattress and I'm like, really? I love socks. Alisa, can you explain why we are doing this every freaking time on every episode? So Ben, basically every pretty much every episode for like the last 20 episodes that we've recorded this podcast. Uh -huh. Whenever we give like an e-commerce example, we always use either a, a company that sells socks or a yeah. mattress company. And it's not even For like a particular reason. company that we work with. It's just that's the first thing that comes to mind. But we've used mm -hmm. it so much now that it's just become the like the standard thing. Like if you don't hear about socks or a mattress on our podcast episode, did the episode even really happen? So oh, that's yeah. funny. It's uh yeah, mm -hmm. so now we've decided that that's going to be a staple for all our guests moving forward and, and just see how they react because more often than, than not, they're like, uh, I don't like socks on a mattress. <laughs> and I don't like, like your <laughs> podcast either. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but okay, anyways, enough being silly, enough being silly. Okay, so first question, and this is kind of a standard intro question for you, Ben. Tell us about yourself other than the fact that you like to rap and how you got into e-commerce specifically. Sure. I'll try to figure out the, the, the abridged version. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I started coding 
at a really young age in like fifth grade. And so what? I'm 36 now. Yeah. So this would have, I mean, I don't even know the math anymore. Um, but yeah. And I worked at a tech company actually during the first startup, during the first dot-com boom in the nineties mm-hmm. when I was in eighth, when I was in eighth grade. So the, wow. the carpool would actually drop me off at the tech company's office right after, after school and all the other kids would be going home. And so for me, like I've always been around and interested in technology and, and programming and design. And um, so I would say I've more or less been doing variations of this. I mean, since fifth, I mean, for most of my life, wow. uh, I don't remember not coding and building things. So sometime after I graduated college, I, I first worked in advertising which maybe goes back to my obsession with branding and just like playing off of words. Mm-hmm. I've always tried to find ways to, to, to mix creative with technology. And so I think after I graduated and I, I worked as a interactive creative within advertising, which was a combination of like flash development, programming and design. I think around 2010, this idea of building like products or digital products became really a thing. That was what I'd consider fairly early or mainstreaming of SaaS, software as a service. And so I stopped working in advertising and stopped weighing myself off of freelancing with ad agencies and mm-hmm. instead started building my own products and working with companies who were doing subscription, offering subscription software. So okay. that is what, yeah, basically brought me into the e-commerce world where I started looking at, I don't want to be an e-commerce merchant myself, but I was like, Wow, there's just so much cool stuff and tools that that I that the guy could build mm-hmm. to help e-commerce stores make more money. Very so, cool. And, yeah, the coding thing since fifth grade is really nuts to me. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like really crazy. But that's very cool. So you basically just got into e-commerce and you were like, well, I don't really want to do what e-commerce brands do, but I do want to find a way to help them. Well, yeah, and it was my my business partner in Carthook. His background was in e-commerce, uh-huh. so. I was building B2B SaaS products gotcha. and basically it was like, I c- couldn't figure out how to charge money for them. Uh-huh. This is before. And so when I, after one of my earlier companies was like, you know what, I'm only going to build SaaS in a place where people will pay money. Like basically if I can help mm-hmm. other people make more money, then uh-huh. they will pay for my, for my product. And yep. so I was like, e-commerce makes sense because the purpose of e-commerce is to make money. So right. I will build SaaS tools for e-commerce stores because at least then like the business model is kind of obvious mm-hmm. that even I could figure out how to do it. And so I partnered with uh, Jordan who was had built and sold an e-commerce business. And that's what led to Carthook. Like I came from like the software startup world and he came from the e-commerce world. Mm-hmm. And that was, so that was really my first foray into e-commerce. Before that, I was really just building B2B SaaS tools. Right. That's awesome. Let's just go into it. So obviously there's one click pony or the pony link. You'd mentioned to us before we even started uh, recording that you actually created that about six years ago. And then now it's kind of like come back out of the woodwork and you're redeveloping it. So can you walk us through like what it is and how it works? And then we have a million follow-up questions after that. (laughs) Sure. So as you mentioned, I originally built One Click Pony, like I had the original idea like six or seven years ago. This is before I even was into e-commerce. I had this idea for a tool, which is the danger for any entrepreneur who's technical is coming up with a solution before you really understand the problem. And so I had built this One Click Buy button that can be embedded in email marketing. And I was trying to figure out who could make the most amount of use out of that and like who like, what could I do with it? And during that process, when I was researching how to turn that into a business or like really trying to figure out, identify who the customer segment was, is when I 
sort of coincidentally met my future business partner, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And so when he and I worked on, on cart hook, we actually focused on shopping cart abandonment. Mm-hmm. And a part of that was I, I mean, I basically, I folded what I was working on. It's like one, one click pony didn't go any further beyond that initial MVP. Right. Uh, when I left cart hook a couple of years ago, I was looking around at things like, what did I want to work on next? Right. And that was like sort of an obvious product where I was like, wow, now that I have all this e-commerce experience and understand the market itself has changed a lot. It seems like a really natural time to mm-hmm. reevaluate that that product and figure out the business. That's awesome. Very so cool. and tell us more about how it works. Is it literally a one click purchase or is it more like Amazon's buy now with one click that literally right. takes you like to that short term <laughs> uh, buying process? And it's not necessarily a one click, but it's still a very convenient and uh, short process. Yeah. So it it's evolved. It started off as that we'll call it the proper one click which mm-hmm. both feels like magic, but for people who aren't expecting it, it's a bit of a, it could be a bit of a jarring user experience. And so right. where we've ended up after a lot of testing and using privately with, with brands is within like the Amazon experience. Mm-hmm. And what we've done is we have focused specifically on making it compatible with Shopify's shop pay. So we are offloading the one-click buying experience to Shopify. So okay. the focus for one click pony is we're still street we're streamlining a lot of the purchasing experience yep. up to that that one click purchase but mm-hmm. yeah so that's it's much closer to the amazon experience and i think in my experience it's both the way for us to be able to legitimately help shop to work to exist on the shopify platform mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as i think it's it's, it's you know it's, it's a good good user experience and uh you know the results are still there. I mean, I tested them both. I tested that uh, one click uh, purchase that like literally one click yeah. purchase button when you yeah. uh, click on the CTA in the email and that's yeah. all you need to do. The product is on the way to you. So that was like amazing. That felt like magic. But I can see that for some people, it can be a not not the best experience, especially when you like want to update the payment information or mm-hmm. maybe you want to purchase something else or you want to like add like a different address to the account. So, uh, but I really like that original one. So what, tell us more about it. Tell us about the the process. Like what is happening? What is the step-by-step process for me as for user? What do I experience when I use one click purchase? And and what I'll say is, and I think this could, this might be some helpful context is one click ponies really focused on existing customers. Like that's where that is where one click pony really shines because existing customers already trust the brand. And mm-hmm. one of the challenges with, with email marketing or SMS marketing is a lot of which happens on mobile is when you're clicking a call to action within an email, you have to navigate through a store to buy the product, to buy yeah. products. And if you already trust mm-hmm. the brand, you don't need to go through all of the sales exactly. content. And oftentimes, if you're an existing customer, you already know what you want. You just want to find it. <laughs> and so it should really be, it doesn't make sense for existing customers who are just trying to buy from you and maybe are trying to buy something specific for them to have to basically click around your site. What we talk about is like we, we reduced the number of clicks from 20 down to three. And it's only ever three clicks. Amazing. Which That's leads amazing. into, so what is it actually, what's the experience actually like? Right. So the brand sends out an email with pony links. Mm-hmm. So we call it the pony and we call the links <laughs> pony links. <laughs> when a customer clicks on the pony link, they will see a Per, like a cart page that's personalized just to them with the product that they clicked on in the email, as well as some additional products that are specifically for them. 
it will show that show like some of the best sellers from the store, as well as they have the ability to see what like recent purchases they've made. So they can mm. easily repurchase again with a click of a button. And so if you can think of it as a better cart page where it pre-adds one the product you clicked from the email, and then it gives you these short links to relevant personalized products that are personalized to every single individual who clicks that link. So every person okay. who receives an email from the brand, that page that they land on is will be slightly different just for them. When they click the proceed to checkout button, they now go into, they basically are, they are deep linked into Shopify's native checkout where they can purchase with a single click using ShopPay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it's not uh, you click it, you bought it kind of situation anymore. No. You still have like options to upgrade, to to change something in your cart and stuff like that. What happens if you say don't have customer's credit card info on file, or maybe their yep. credit card info is outdated? What happens then? Yeah. So we have the way that we've set up the deep link within to Shopify takes care of all those different use cases. So if someone, we will automatically trigger ShopPay if the customer has purchased through ShopPay. And at this point now, like ShopPay, I think the stats are like 20% of people buying on Shopify stores have an account in ShopPay and are logged in. Yep. If you don't want to pay with ShopPay, or if for some reason the shopper hasn't purchased with ShopPay, you still have the ability to pay with PayPal or Amazon Pay or whatever else, what other, you know, whichever options, whichever payment options they offer, or to even just go through the normal checkout process where you enter your credit card. One thing that to know there is even if they don't have an account with ShopPay, we pre-fill all of their shipping information on the checkout page. So even if you just want to go in and enter your credit card yourself, all of your shipping information, if you've ever at least shopped with the store, is pre-filled. That's amazing. So That's all awesome. you have to do is enter the payment information. Which is awesome because mm-hmm. no matter whether yeah. you have customer's credit card info or not, exactly, that process is still for them like three clicks. And, Correct. Exactly. and basically and adding exactly. their information. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's yeah the changing. idea is how do you eliminate unnecessary clicks yep. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without eliminating so click, so many clicks that it's a jarring or bad user experience. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Well, and that you also don't catch people by surprise. Yep, 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. So can you purchase more than one item at a time? Yeah, no, that's, a, that, that's the beauty of the, the pony cart which okay. is when we, you click on a product, the product that you clicked on in the email will automatically be added to the cart, but then we immediately show you additional products that, All you, the other stuff. that you likely want to purchase either based off mm-hmm. of past, your, based off your, your purchase history and or based off of bestsellers okay. or other collections that the, that the, that the store thinks okay. is relevant to you. So the store can actually choose. So to a degree, like the store can actually kind of help determine what that average order value could potentially look like turn into. Okay. Yeah. Which is cool. So you almost have a little more control over what your revenue is going to look like using this, using this method of purchasing. Yeah. Ben, I have a follow-up question actually about that, adding two and more products um, to the cart. Mm -hmm. What happens if you say in the same email, you have two different product blocks with two different different call to actions with two different pony links. Mm-hmm. Does it create like two separate cards or does it, it merges add them. everything? Oh yeah. Oh, we, I don't yeah, know. We that. intelligently merge all this. All, yeah. We intelligently <sighs> merge them. Oh my. 
That sounds there we awesome. Go. We love technology, don't we, when it works? Because <laughs> it's, so, it's so much smarter than us sometimes, and it's so helpful. That's awesome. Very cool. So how do you know if the pony is actually going to be effective for your own business? Like, like, is there any criteria or anything that you have to fulfill in order for it to make sense for you to try and kind of implement something like this? Yeah, I'd say there's there are a few what it's considered like just like KPIs or okay. or, or specific customer behaviors mm-hmm. that, that really matter. One of which is you have to have an existing business, <laughs> ideally yeah. one. Like yeah. we we've only we focused on brands that do at least are doing ten million dollars a year in revenue. But this the pony mm-hmm. can work for brands that are doing as little as a million dollars. The purpose here though is that for us to really be able to move the needle and help grow a store's revenue, they need to have some sort of product market fit with their product. They have to have an existing business because the impact that we will have for them will just be much more substantial. So in general, it's like the, the minimum that you would typically, on the smaller end, we'd work with a brand that's doing a, about $100,000 $100, a month in revenue okay. that sells perishable products. So we are focused specifically on oh. health and wellness food and beverage, CPG okay. brands, because they're consumable. Uh, we've worked with other companies like for example, one is like a fashion retailer mm-hmm. who sells fashion products that are, you know, I guess they fit within the same sort of consumable product, but is technically not CPG. But we, right. we, we have focused specifically on nailing this for CPG because there is this consumption period where there's an expectation to buy it again. Right. And so what you'll see is there's mm-hmm. always going to be a segment of customers who don't want to be locked into a subscription and will be just purchasing it, rather have full control over when they buy it. And so the pony makes it yeah. easy for to enable those one-time purchase customers to buy again. Right, right. So basically this model is ideal for someone who has repeat customers. Yeah. So if you're selling <laughs> mattresses, <laughs> right. getting back getting back to our mattress example, yeah. I mean, you don't repurchase mattress every yeah, month, right. right? So maybe it's not the best technology for you. When you're selling socks though, <laughs> you are definitely buying the- more socks for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it... it- that's funny. Um, yeah. Well, I was gonna say there were a couple other things. So basically, they're doing at least a mm-hmm. million dollars a year in revenue. Have multiple products, okay. so that you know there's products to upsell and cross sell. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right? a big one. Yeah. Like they have email marketing running. Like uh, I think you know there there are a number of brands out there who they really have user acquisition dialed in, um, where they're investing a lot of money in acquisition, but they aren't necessarily they haven't used to. They haven't worked with an agency like Flowium or anything where they are really um, doing sophisticated email marketing. Because I think pon- like the pony really does well when you are already communicating with your customer and have figured mm-hmm. out how to do some level and had some success with email marketing. Right. So right. if you want the pony, ladies so and gentlemen, you basic- need Flowium <laughs> as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, but. So basically you're with email marketing, you're trying to answer all of those like questions that they have about the product, like before yep. they click on that uh, pony link, just like to make that process easier for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a big, and I think a big part is like, I think to keep in mind, like one click pony will not solve your sales problems. Right. 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 This is really yeah. for driving yeah, incremental revenue. Mm-hmm. And so this goes back to the types of brands that I like working with and that we like working with are ones who we can be most helpful when it's not a question of how we're providing in this technology and this tool. And we have our own experience or like around best practices and ways to really maximize its value. But we ultimately can't tell you how to sell to your customers. Mm-hmm. Like you're in the best position to do that. Right. And so you have to have a strong point of view around how to drive repeat purchases for your for your business. And so we are best suited working with yeah. companies that 
yeah, they want to, they, they want, they're growing quickly and they want to dial in their incremental revenue. And they have an idea of how they can do that using us, using our product. Very cool. That's awesome. And since you started talking about email marketing, yeah. I uh, found this uh, really cool case study on your Twitter. Oh. You said that the, the company, like a fashion brand, they built a one-click button for Clavio and fashion brand doing $1 million yeah. a month has been using this technology for a year and they increased their click-to-purchase rate in email by 300%. Three freaking hundred percent. <laughs> this number sounds, doesn't even like register in my head, you know? So h- how do you integrate uh, one-click pony with Clavio? What's the sort of like process. Yeah. Can you talk a bit yeah, about that? Yeah. So um, when you sign up for the pony, we bring you to an onboarding page where we, you connect your Shopify store where we'll, you know, connect with your Shopify checkout and like set up, connect to shop pay and whatnot. And then the next part is to connect your ESP and Clavio was our very first integration. And so you just provide your Clavio API key where we, we, we deep link into mm-hmm. your Clavio account so that you can easily just generate a new key and paste it. And that's it. So yeah. you are literally copying and pasting we're, the key we're all into about the call fewer it's... clicks where it makes sense. One, yeah. one click to do everything. <laughs> I think that was <laughs> even, even like internally, yeah. even internally. 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, we started talking a, a bit about um, One Click uh, Pony and how it can help with like up sales. Can you talk a bit more about how One Click Pony can help with um, increasing customer lifetime value? Sure. So, I mean, the simple, the simplest explanation is that when you bought, when you click a Pony link, you're not just being pushed through a funnel to buy that one product. You're also being exposed to and suggested additional products based off of what's selling well at the store, as well as products that the pony thinks would be suited for you based off of your past consumption behavior, purchase behavior. And so when you click on a pony button, uh, click on a pony link, you can easily with just a click of your button, add additional products to your cart without having to go to a bunch of different product pages and navigate through the site. It's really just streamlining the entire experience. Mm -hmm. Right. And that thing that this experience is like tailored to you. It's like specifically based on what you purchased in the yep. past and um, best, based on best sellers. Yep. That's, that's yeah, amazing. It's very similar to the the Amazon. We'll call it the, 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 the good parts of, of purchasing on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. The good the parts. Good part. Keyword good I parts. I mean, because Shopify themselves specifically has positioned themselves as not Amazon and with good reason. Not and Amazon. I think that yeah, there's they're... a lot of really mm-hmm. interesting philosophy that they have around that. But I think there undeniably there are aspects of Amazon's purchasing experience that you know a brand themselves mm-hmm. should implement. Not because it's it, it, it improves and enhances the customer experience; mm-hmm. it's a better user experience. Right. That's that's what we've borrowed as inspiration, as well as how we've approached building the pony. So, and I guess that personalization factor is really key to making sure that implementing a system like this doesn't actually negatively impact your average order value because absolutely you're adding that upsell factor, but then, yeah, and it's personalized as well. And you can kind of determine what that looks like. So without that, basically mm-hmm. you're, you're at a risk of endangering your average order value, I would imagine. Yeah, no, there's a, uh, I'd actually posted a a blog post yesterday that that we wrote around mm-hmm. sort of we'll call it the pros the pros and cons of one click of making it easier to buy something yeah of one click buying mm-hmm. and one of the negatives of being able to buy things really easily mm-hmm. is that it can reduce or limit your average order value for purchase so the way i think about customer lifetime value mm-hmm. is that there's a few different ways to maximize it one of which is to increase the 
number of times a person purchases. Mm -hmm. Another one is to increase the average order value of those purchases. Right. And so when you are driving someone to buy and you are effectively maximum, you are narrowing the scope to just buy that one product. You've Yes, you've increased the conversion yeah. rate, but the average order value, you're leaving a lot of money on a lot of money on the table, right? Uh, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's absolutely critical to making the most of reducing friction. You can't just reduce friction. You have to reduce friction or make it a better experience while also incorporating strategies or tactics to increase the average order value. Right. Because that, that's really the name of the game. Yeah. And I guess it's not really useful to resolve one problem just to create more problems for yourself as an e-commerce business. So it's sure. resolving the problem, but then also making sure that you're mitigating for all the other problems that could potentially arise for that one solution from that one solution. So it makes a lot of sense. So that this upsell feature is pretty much like a it's kind of a, a deal breaker, I would almost imagine, where mm -hmm. the one click, it's nice. But without that upsell feature, you're really it's it's needed. It's 100% needed, yeah. which is cool. And it's great that you guys are incorporating that now. So question. Now, one thing I'd add there, Yeah. Uh -huh. so I think for, for people who are listening, I'd say one of the things that I've learned from just being in the industry and, and is that there's historically there were, we'll call it pre-purchase upsells where a lot, and you experience this when you're shopping online, where there's like a modal or something popping up when you're buying from someone's store that asks you to buy again. With Cart Hook, we, mm -hmm. I guess the innovation there was post purchase upsells where mm -hmm. you aren't getting in the way of someone purchasing ahead of you closing the sale. Because the whole value of post purchase upsells or a big part of it is the person has already committed to purchase to buying. Right. They have their card on file. So even if they don't accept the purchase, you, the what they've purchased up to that point will still go through. Right, right. And right. The risk of doing a pre-purchase upsell is that you're, you are getting in the way of the person completing their purchase. Mm -hmm. And that is most important and most at, most at risk when someone is a prospective customer, not when they're an existing customer, right? Right. And so I would not recommend in general the traditional way of doing pre-purchase upsells for mm -hmm. prospective customers. The benefit of at least the way that the pony works is because we're able to detect the user and whether or not they're an existing customer or not, we're able to adjust the buying experience mm -hmm. so that it doesn't get in the way. So I guess yeah. there's also that danger of asking, not only asking for a sale too soon, but asking for too large of a, of a sale too soon. So the upsell mm -hmm. has to be removed. Mm -hmm. You have that initial sale and then the next time they come around, then you can add in that upsell to their um, user experience or their their purchasing experience. Well, in in the way that we have the, the way that we've designed our solution to accommodate, we'll call it first time customers, is that we don't get in the way of the purchase. Mm -hmm. That's why it's you see the product that you're buying, and then you have below it a couple other products listed, similar again to mm -hmm. like Amazon's. Mm -hmm. You're not obstructing your purchase experience. We are simply enhancing it, and there's still that proceed to checkout button. And so mm -hmm. this would be a in our experience, like the, the conversion rate is still really good for new customers in part because you're also getting the benefits of shop pay and just like the, the buying experience is is better than sending someone to a landing page, mm -hmm. quite frankly. Yeah. So tell us a bit about um, how it works in terms of like different platforms. Does it only work with Shopify at the moment? And also the quick follow-up question, does the app support um, like different currencies and uh, duties? Yeah, so we work exclusively with Shopify at the moment. That was the, the first integration mm -hmm. in part because 
that is, we have so much, so much experience. We support whatever mm-hmm. currencies shop pay or Shopify payments does. So mm-hmm. Shopify has their own list of them, but it's, it's very, <laughs> they, they support most currencies yeah. on the consumer end. Okay. That's cool. So Obviously, for those of you who are listening, this is probably something that's very attractive that you want to put into place because now I'm like scheming in my mind, like, (laughs) how am I going to get my clients to start using this? Because this is so cool. And there's so many different strategic opportunities around it. But um, is there Mm -hmm. beta access? And is there like special access that we could potentially offer to those who are listening? Like, is there a link that we could provide for them or anything like that so they can test this out for themselves? Yeah, so we are working... It's like it's been in private early access. Mm-hmm. And even today, when people sign up, we ask you a little bit of information about your store in part because of the reasons I said earlier, like there there are a few qualifiers just to get out of the way to understand if we can be if we can if we can really help you. So right now it's on a case yeah. by case basis, but I'd say for you guys, for for your listeners, they just mention it's like it's like only like four questions on a type form. Mm-hmm. And the last one asks for comments. Just they should just mention that they heard this on your podcast mm-hmm. and we will expedite their their request. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll I'll be I will personally show them the product and jump on a call with them wow. uh, to demo it. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. It's like an I exclusive know, I love that. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So no, absolutely. Guys, for those, again, for those of you who are listening, who are interested in incorporating the pony into what you have going on marketing wise and um, just with your emails and improving your customers purchasing experience, we'll add a link in the podcast description for you to click on, um, fill in that type form, fill in that information, make sure on that last question you just mentioned that you heard about this through the Flowing In podcast or Email Einstein podcast, and then Ben will... uh, take care of you personally, which is very exciting. He's a good <laughs> he's a good guy, so you're in very, very good hands. Ben, thank you so, so much for joining us today. This has been thank extremely you. insightful. There was also a blog post that you had mentioned writing uh, not too long ago, pretty recently. We'll also link that in the description mm-hmm. below because Vera and I actually read that as part of the research for today's podcast, and it was unbelievably insightful. Yeah, I and got us very yeah. excited about this project. Hence all the scheming that's going on in the background. Like, how can we implement this for our clients? So thank you again, Ben, so much. Awesome. No, thank you so much for having us and, and having me. And uh, yeah, no, I look forward to like any feedback and suggestions you guys have and for ways sure. that you think that we could use this. For sure, for sure. Guys, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And as always, we ask that you leave us a review if you enjoy our show. This is kind of like a funky place to put this segment of the show, but I wanted to get it. We wanted to get it incorporated anyways, just because of the season that's coming up. So we're going to just plug in a quick pro tip of the week. As Mother's and Father's Day are around the corner in the next couple of months, we recommend that you actually give your subscribers the chance to opt out of the emails that you typically send out for Mother's Day or Father's Day. And the main reason for this is because sometimes Mother's Day or Father's Day can be kind of a sensitive time for some of your subscribers. So when you offer them an actual chance to not get triggered by your well-intentioned messaging, they have a lot of gratitude for that. And it shows that you actually care about the people that you're sending your messaging out to. And you are trying to fulfill our mantra of delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment. So um, just as a reminder, Mother's Day is Sunday, May 9th, and Father's Day is Sunday, June 20th. So as you start to prepare those campaigns,
campaigns, make sure again that you give your subscribers a chance to kind of opt out of receiving those messages. And that is your pro tip of the week. And that's funny that you mentioned it because I uh, yesterday saw it on LinkedIn as well. And I think Ben, you liked yeah. it on LinkedIn no, as I well. I saw that too. Um, the same pro tip, uh, oh. pro tip of the week. And I was going to say, I'm, I'm so active on, on, on LinkedIn as well as Twitter. My username is skinny and bald. There you Skin go. Involved. So if anyone has any questions or if they want to like nerd out on any of this stuff, they can just tweet at me <laughs> or, or, or check yeah. me on LinkedIn. We'll, we'll add all your links in and here. <laughs> make sure that people can nerd your out. Your Twitter is very, is very <laughs> fun. Oh, thank you. So definitely follow him on Twitter. A lot of insightful, good, good <laughs> stuff there. A lot of things are happening there. <laughs> Okay, cool, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening and thanks for being with us, Ben. Oh, it was pleasure. so much fun. And yeah, and uh, I, I personally experienced Pony Link when you guys first introduced it. Uh, then I tried this newer version. I love them both. I cannot pick the favorite, but it's it's life-changing, honestly. So cool. Okay, guys. So come back next week, dear listeners. And next week, we will be talking to Tim Kilroy, the guy who actually saved Flowium. I know it sounds a bit dramatic, but it's true. And you'll see why on our next week's episode. So Tim Kilroy will be with us next Tuesday and uh, definitely, definitely join us. So thanks for listening, guys. And we hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Just in 2022, we help our e-commerce client generate over 250 millions in revenue through effective email marketing strategy. And now we can help you too. Stop missing out on the potential revenue your email could be generating for your business right now. Take advantage of our free email marketing audit today and let our team help you optimize your email for maximum conversion. Go to floriumcom slash audit and book your audit today. It's F-L-O-W-I-U-M dot com slash a u d i t flown dot com slash audit